Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. On today's broadcast, we're going to air the message entitled, The Season of Breakthrough. Yes, my friends, it is time for us to have a breakthrough. Have you found it difficult to bear the things in life? Pressure seems to be growing, and it seems like things are just getting downright difficult. Well, you'll be glad to know that the Lord has declared a season of breakthrough. So get ready. Here comes your miracle. Don't forget to stop by our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and a whole lot more. And don't forget to join us on Facebook. Be our Facebook buddy. We'd love to have you there. All of those links are there at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, The Season of Breakthrough, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. This is the season of breakthrough. What is breakthrough? Breakthrough is an offensive thrust that penetrates and carries beyond an offensive line in warfare. Again, breakthrough is an offensive thrust that penetrates and carries beyond uh, a defensive line in warfare. Breakthrough. If we're looking at it in terms of football, you have broken through the the other team, broken through their their line, and you're now running into the, uh, the touchdown. Breakthrough. You've been trying to press and press and press And some of us have been tackled and thrown down and we have not seen very much progress. But we're in the season of breakthrough. We're in the season of breakthrough. Now in that, um, the Lord leads me to tell you that in the Holy Scriptures, breakthrough is always preceded by the people of God turning their hearts to God. And away from the world or worldly influences and or their idols. You find that several times in the Old Testament as well as the New, when God's people turn their hearts back to the Lord, then the Father begins to fight on their behalf. Are you hearing? I want you to consider the following verses that I give you today. You know this one very well, 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. I'll give you a moment to get that. 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. We'll be looking at scripture from verse 11 through 16. 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, or rather verse 13. We'll just keep it simple. Verses 13 and 14 today for the limited time that we have. 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, verses 13 and 14. This is what it says. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I... Command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. Now, these are types of judgment. God said, if I send it among my people. If I, if I hold back the rain, no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour your crops or devour your finances. If, if I send the pestilence among my people usually this is done especially in the old testament uh judgment came upon the israel because of the people uh because they strayed away from god and they had gone after other idols now understand something 
Then the judgment came not necessarily upon the people, but upon the idols of the land. It is kind of like the story I gave you a few weeks ago about the cat and my cat and the pesticide or, or the um, bug killer stuff. I tell the children, leave the cat in the house while I spray the yard, while I spray around the house to kill the bugs, kill the ants and things that were trying to come into the house. Keep the cat in the yard. There's judgment coming upon these insects. And the cat should not be the one to receive the judgment and die. So keep the cat inside. So when God judges the idols of the land, if we're holding to the idols, then we too will receive wrath. Does that make sense to you? So as the Lord deals with the sin in the land, as it deals with the idols of the land, if we're holding to it, then we'll feel some of the bug spray too. If you will. Does that make sense to you? Now notice, um, again, uh, that God said, if he does this, then what? Here's the remedy in verse number 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. See? Turn to him. Turn away from those things. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Our response is to turn to God, turn away from these things. The Bible says, then he will hear from heaven. The word hear, uh, H-E-A-R, is synonymous with answer. If God hears you, he will answer you. If he hears you, he will answer you. So God said to his people, if my people who which are called by my name will humble themselves, get off of your high horse, realize that you do not know everything. Get away from pride and humble yourselves. Pray, seek his face and turn from the wicked ways. Turn from rebellious ways. Are you hearing? Usually all these things happen because the people of God were serving other gods. What other gods? Gods of, of self, gods of money, drugs, or of pleasure. Uh, for some people, their God is their job. They'll give every, everything for that job. Or games or sporting events or entertainment relationships or gods of sex and drugs. All of these things, God said, if you turn from them and turn unto me, then you hear the Lord say, I will hear from heaven. In other words, I'll answer your prayers. I'll answer your prayers and will forgive your sins. And then he says, I will heal their land. In other words, God will move upon the situation. This is not you taking up arms and fighting. This is God fighting for you. This is him moving against the evil that's in the land, the evil that's in our home, evil that's in our bodies. He said he would then in turn move upon these things. Are you hearing? Consider as well, again, in 2 Chronicles, the, uh, the 19th chapter, 2 Chronicles 19, we see here in verse number 2, we see, um, and Jehu, the son of Ahinei, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore the wrath, therefore is wrath upon thee, from before the Lord. Here's King Jehoshaphat. He was doing something he should not have been doing. 
Uh, he was a place where he should not have been. And now, because he had sinned before the Lord, the wrath of God was upon him. And so we see in the very next chapter that here comes five kings. Five kings and five armies that are coming to fight against the nation of Israel. Here's judgment coming against Israel. Now let me tell you something about sin. Anytime you open the door to sin, you open the door to the devil. Anytime you crack the door, flies will come in. So we think, oh, is God doing all this to me? Is God doing all this to me? Well, when you crack the door, the enemy's been waiting on the outside, waiting to get in for a while. And he's going to try to get in anytime he can, in any moment that he can. All he's looking for is an opening. So if we have unconfessed sin, unrepented sin before God, the devil loves that because that door is wide open. He's wide open to traffic in and out of your life. And when he comes in, this is what he does. If you hear what I'm saying to you, when he comes in, he will come in uh, one by force and try to mess up the house, bring up all sorts of discouragement and calamity and confusion. Just bring up all sorts of uh, uh, bewilderment. Try to get your soul all messed up. Tries to wrench your soul, all get you all confused and all emotional and all hysterical. That's his goal. Because when your soul is all messed up, when it's when your soul is all screwed, when it's skewed, then you can't see readily and you begin not to trust people. You begin uh, not to want to leave the house because the soul is so skewed. Are you hearing? But that's only one part of his game plan. The second part of his game is to um, plant seeds. Plant seeds. So when you finally get the enemy out, understand something. He has been there planting seeds all along. Planting faults in others that are around you. And so you say, well, I've come back to church. I've given my life to the Lord. I've turned from this and that. Why is all this other stuff happening now all around me? Because he's been there planting seeds. And now the harvest has come up. And so now we have to deal with the wicked harvest that is present. So here's what you do. And I pray that you hear me. When you fall in temptation, I'm not even going to say if. I'm going to say when you fall into temptation and sin. Immediately repent before God. Immediately ask him to forgive you. Immediately ask him to wash your life with the precious blood of Jesus. Immediately do that. Immediately cast the enemy out. Take authority over him in the name of Jesus Christ. Bind him and cast him out of your home, out of your relationships. Cast him out and then declare every seed that you have planted. I declare it to be null and void, dug up and cast away in Jesus' mighty name. Are you hearing me? You must not only deal with the planter of the seed, you must also deal with the seed itself. Are you hearing? I'm not teaching you how to be better at sin. I'm teaching you how to deal with it when it does occur. Are you hearing me? Now, the closer you stay with Jesus, the more you stay with the Lord, the more you give your heart to him and the more you want to please him, the less that will, the less that will occur in your life. But while we're still in a state of immaturity, sin will occur. Somebody will rub you the wrong way. You'll get upset. 
You'll get frustrated, confused. You'll be, you'll be angry or you'll be depressed. You'll make wrong decisions. It's going to happen. Not prophesying, but I know life in this life that we live in. Are you hearing? So you must be ready and arm yourself. Always keep your spirit clean. Keep your soul clean. Ask God to create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit in you. Are you hearing? Because again, flies are attracted to doo-doo. Sin is a stench. If you could smell, if God would allow you to open, open your nose and, and smell in the spirit, you would see that it stinks. And demonic powers are, atta- are attracted to the stench of it. It's like a beacon. It's, it's like a light on in the porch, on the porch in the middle of the night that attracts all kind of flying insects. It attracts them. They're walking about in dry places trying to find a place of rest. They're trying to find rest. Uh, the, the demonic powers of, of lust have no rest without a human body. So the only way they can find rest or refreshing, if it's a demonic spirit of lust, only way they can find rest or refreshing is they inhabit a human body and get you to do something lustful. And then they get some sort of relief for a time. Meanwhile, you've been used to do this thing and it has attracted other things to you. It's plan, this enemy's plan is to keep you, get you so deep into this thing, so deep into it, so, so your, uh, your knower has been turned off or your, or your soul has been seared as with a hot iron and you no longer know how deep you're in it. And the deeper you go, the more it can call others to come and invade, to come and invade, to come and invade, to come and invade. It will do the same thing with hate. Hate gets so deep into hate that individuals come into church doors and begin shooting. So deep into hate, filled with demonic powers. But it all started with one unconfessed sin, one fault, one heinous fault that was left there. A seed planted that grew, that grew, that grew, that grew, and then it manifested. Are you hearing? But again, God said, if we would turn to him and turn away from all these things, that the judgment that is falling, and let me tell you now, it is falling. The judgment that is falling will not burn you, but it will do its intended thing and to destroy that idol. Are you hearing? So Jehoshaphat was somewhere doing what he was, uh, was not supposed to be doing. Y'all hang with me, okay? Hallelujah. Y'all hang with me. King Jehoshaphat was somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be doing. He'd, he'd, he'd aligned himself up with the king of Israel who was not doing right at all. Amen. The king of Israel died. Jehoshaphat comes back, but God says, hey, I'm angry. The wrath of God is upon you. Yes, yes. And anytime you see that, that means that the door has been left open. And five kings, five enemy armies come in uh, to make war with King Jehoshaphat and the children of God. Jehoshaphat immediately uh, declares a fast. 
He turns his heart toward God. He immediately um, declares a fast with himself and the whole nation. And they seek the Lord and they stand in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord tells him there in um, 2 Chronicles 20, he tells them that you won't need to fight in this. Stand still. The battle belongs to me. God said, I will fight it. If you move this uh, hindrance, move this obstacle out of your life, God said, I will step in and do what I've been waiting to do. You understand? And what happens at the very end of this in Second Chronicles 20th chapter, th- those five armies, when the people of God, God said, um, surely he said, uh, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. I'm going to do something wonderful for you. This battle does not belong to you. It's mine. I will fight it on your behalf. So he told them, go on out. The king said, send the praise team out front. And they went out and praised. And the armies of God were behind the praise team, behind the singers. And when the singers began to sing, God set an ambush. God set an ambush. And what happened, the five enemy armies began to fight among themselves. They began to kill each other. Their enemies turned on themselves until not one of them remained alive. Now, at the end of that, they discovered that every one of those soldiers had money and, and jewels and diamonds on them. And, and there was three days gathering up all the spoil from the enemy army. But they had to get the mess out of the way. Are you hearing? What's hindering our deliverance? What's hindering our breakthrough? There's too much mess there. We've got to repent before the Lord. Are you hearing me? Now, we can also consider in Genesis, um, Genesis uh, the 34th chapter, uh, the people of God were once again in danger here in Genesis 34 uh, because they had dealt treacherously with their enemy. Let me tell you what happens here in Genesis 34 and Genesis 35. Uh, Dana, uh, who was uh, Jacob's daughter, had gone over. She left uh, Israel and gone over to the foreign land to mix around with the daughters of that land. While, well, well, while she was over there, um, the prince of the land saw her and apparently he fancied her and he went over and he raped her. She came back. And Jacob, the father, knew about this but didn't say anything. He was waiting for his sons to come back home. Meanwhile, his sons heard about that. They were out in the field. They heard about it and they were hopping mad. They came back to the house. By that time, the prince of the land had told his father, get me her to wife. She pleases me. Tell Jacob I want his daughter. What, the man that just raped My daughter, you want me to give her to you in marriage? What's wrong with you? So they go to the house there and uh, the king of the land and the prince uh, tell Jacob, hey, hey, whatever dowry you want, we're we're willing to pay you the, the dowry to receive your daughter. Meanwhile, the sons of Jacob's come and they are hopping angry. And they said, yeah, you want to marry our sister? Yeah. They devise a plan. We're going to deal with you. We're going to deal with you. Uh, you want to have our sister? Fine. But you must be just like us. You must be circumcised just like us. You and your daddy and all the men of the land, all the men in the city, you're going to have to be circumcised just like us. And then we'll give you our daughters and we'll take your daughters and we'll be one people. 
So the saying pleased the king and pleased the prince. And they left and quickly gathered the men of the city and told them, hey, Jacob over there and all his sons, they got a lot of cattle. They got some good looking women over there. And surely you want to marry them and we're going to be one people. This is what we're going to do. But we all got to be circumcised. And so we told the men, everybody gets circumcised. And so they all got circumcised. And meanwhile, while they were all in pain from the circumcision, Jacob's sons came in and killed them all. They killed every man in the land. They took their sheep. They took their, they plundered the entire land and went back home. Jacob hears about it and says, what is this that you have done? Because Jacob sees the huge, the bigger picture. Instead of turning to God, they turn to themselves. Jacob's son said, we're going to take matters into our own hands. And what they've actually done is made the matter a whole lot worse. Jacob seeing this and understanding this says, what have you done? Because now the whole land is going to be against us. Not just the ones that you killed. Yeah, you dealt with that little problem. But now we've got all these other companies, all these other people that are all around us who will come and pursue us because we've done this thing. Now we're all going to die because you've done this. So what does Jacob do? What does the father do? He tells them in uh, chapter 35, this is what I want you to do. I want you to put away the foreign gods that you have. Put away your idols. Bring them to me. Take off the earrings from your ears. Take off the earrings from your ears that symbolizes your commitment to them. Bring all that to me. And Jacob took and he hid and he uh, hid those things in a tree. And a tree always symbolizes Christ, symbolizes the cross of Christ. They hid those things in Christ. They hid them there. In other words, they confessed their sins before the Lord. They hid them in Christ. And the Bible says, Jacob said, all right, now let's go back and worship the Lord. And he made an altar. He said, I got to go back to the God that delivered me before. And he went back to the Lord and they all worshiped the Lord. And the Bible says at that point, the terror of God was upon the land. God sent his terror. There was a holy fear on all the land and nobody not one other nation lifted a hand against them why because they repented before the Lord they put away all those other things and God fought for them he fought for them consider also Joshua as he Joshua and children of Israel as they were going to fight uh, the battle of Ai they went this was a small town they should have easily been able to defeat it but they were not Many Israelites died and Joshua came before the Lord and said, Lord, why did you bring us out here? Why weren't you content that we didn't remain back there on the other side? Why are we dying here? God says, get up, Joshua, while you're on your face, get up off your face. Israel has sinned. They have taken up the accursed thing. And he said, I won't be with you. I won't fight for you until you get this thing out of your life. So what did Joshua do? He had to go through and he found a man named Achan. Achan made the whole place Achan. And so Joshua dealt with Achan and the whole, all of Israel stoned Achan and his family and his stuff. They stoned them and then they were able to go back in and God was with them and they took Ai with no problem. Are you hearing me? 
But it first must be the separation. We first must separate from all these things and cleave unto God. I love the way the proverb, the proverb says in Proverbs 28, verse 13, it says people who conceal their sin will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Let me read that again. Proverbs 28, verse 13. People who conceal their sins or who have secret sins will not prosper. Why can't I move forward? Why can't I go further in life? Why can't I receive my breakthrough? Check and see if you have secret sins, unconfessed sins before the Lord. But I like doing this, Lord. And that thing is keeping you from the thing that God has for you. Are you hearing me? People who confess their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Are you hearing? Now, I love what the Bible says again in in 1 John 1, 9. And it says this, but if we confess our sins to him, this is out of the New Living Translation. I love this. If we confess our sins to him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. King James says unrighteousness. I love the word wickedness. Listen, wickedness is every disease, every every horrible thing. It is poverty. It is sin. It is lack. It is confusion. The power of the enemy, all defilements. God said, if you would confess your sin to him, he is faithful and just first to forgive your sins and he will cleanse your life from all the wickedness. Hallelujah. I wish I had somebody praying with me. He'll cleanse your life from all the wickedness, from every wicked thing. The word wicked comes from the um, old English word wick, uh, wicker, where we get our wicker furniture. And that is twisted. Wicker furniture is twisted from every twisted thing in your life. God said, I will untwist or undo every wicked thing in your life. He's going to turn the table, turn that evil into good. Hallelujah. He'll give you beauty for your ashes. Hallelujah. If we simply turn to him and we'll stop here in James, the fourth chapter, James four verses six through 10 uh, the King James version. And this caps it all right here. So I pray that you're still hearing me. Verse six, James, the fourth chapter verses six through 10 out of the King James version says this, but he giveth more grace Wherefore, he saith, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. I love this. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to God. You can't submit to the devil and submit to God at the same time. You can't submit to light and submit to darkness at the same time. Submit to God. And then you'll have the power to resist the devil and that devil will flee from you. And the word flee there means to run in terror, to run in horror. Are you hearing? Don't you want the enemy to run from you instead of you constantly running from him? 
He says, submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Listen to verse 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Verse 9. Be, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. He shall lift you up. That is, God shall promote you. God shall take you higher as you humble yourself under his hand. He will do the promotion, not man. You don't need man to promote you. You don't need man to move you forward. God said, I will do that as you humble yourself under my hand. Now, let me tell you something. Many people don't believe this, and we're closing, that the judgment and wrath of God is coming upon the land. Let me tell you this now again. The wrath of God is coming upon the land. Any land that promotes, any land that promotes uh, perverseness and any land that promotes bestiality, any land that, that promotes even homosexuality, any land that promotes um, all these other, other things and abortion and all these land, and there's so much death in the land. Any land that promotes a godless lifestyle, a godless agenda, let me tell you right now, will face the wrath of God. Now, this wrath is not meant for people. It was not meant for people. Hell was not prepared for people. It was prepared for the devil and the fallen angels. Hell was prepared for them. It was not meant for you and I. It was not meant for us. We were never meant to go there. And so the wrath of God comes on the spirit of disobedience. It comes even upon the children of disobedience, the word of God said. It is not meant for you. Judgment comes from God upon the idols of the land. Are you hearing me? But we can be spared from all of that by coming on the Lord's side. It's kind of like being on the right side of the gun. When the gun fires, you don't want to be on the side where the bullet comes out. You want to be behind the trigger. Are you hearing me? It is sure to come. Hell is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Heaven is real. The wrath of God is real. Demonic powers are real. Angels are real. Curses are real. Blessings are real. Know where you stand. Know where you stand. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. We give you praise. Well, Well, that's it, my friends, for this recorded message. Thank you so much for hearing this audio CD. Now, here's the next step. Take the CD out and share it with a friend. And don't forget, there is a QR code that is quick response code on the front of the CD. Well, you just take your smartphone out and you scan that code. And guess what? You'll install the Kingdom Rock app right on your mobile device. And in the Kingdom Rock app, Uh, It's available, of course, in the Android market and iPhone, and you can have the web app if you have another type of phone. Well, once you scan that code, you'll have access into our entire archive of messages. There are 
probably hundreds or thousands of messages there that you can hear. And they're made new and fresh, uploaded fresh every single week to the glory of the Lord. So I want you to take advantage of that. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right. Well, before we go, I want to just say a word of prayer over your life. And I pray that God will richly bless you. Would you take a moment and pray with me? Oh, wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, I thank you for my friend that is right now listening to this audio CD. I ask you to bless them and cause your light to shine upon them and cause them to see better days, cause them to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And Father, I pray that the power of darkness would be broken off of their lives and that they would see Jesus plainly, brightly, and victoriously in their own lives. Bless my friend today, I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. And my friend, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you know, here's a good time to do it. So just continue to play the CD, and I'm going to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And of course, there is no magical words, no magical words that will get you into the kingdom of God. But this short prayer of salvation can start you on the way. Then after we're finished praying, do me a favor. Look for a good local church, a good Bible-believing local church that will help you in your spiritual growth and development. Get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I pray that you will be filled with God's precious spirit. And remember, if you're ever in the Bremen area, you're welcome, more than welcome, to stop by and worship with us. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., just check our website for more details at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, are you ready to pray? Let's pray. I'll pray for you and then you just repeat after me, okay? Father, your word declares that those who come to you, you will in no wise cast out. So Lord, I'm bringing my friend to you right now, regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they have done. I know that the blood of Jesus was shed on their behalf and you want to forgive them. You're waiting to do it. And I ask you that you would hear us as we pray. All right, my friend. All right, come on, let's pray together. And just say with me, Father, I admit that I have sinned. I have done wrong. I have fallen short of your plans for my life. But I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is a savior of the world. And I may not know how everything works, but I do believe. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to fill me and to make me yours. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I need you and I thank you for washing my sins away and making me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, I believe that that is the start of a wonderful relationship between you and God the Father. Continue in His rich word and join us next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio. We love you now. God bless you.